Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. So, y'all, I had a rough start to my morning last week um, as (laughs) I woke up to my mom telling me that my dad had a stroke. Um, He is doing okay. We'll touch more on that a little later. Um, we had some, despite all that was going on, we did manage to have some Easter fun. I decorated the house. I made a charcuterie board, AKA a charcuterie board, um, for the first time. It's just a little mini version and it was so much fun. The colors were very vibrant. I wanted all of the Easter colors and I had them. And so, um, I was really pleased with the way it turned out, but it also made me want to make more. So stay tuned because I will be making more. Um, what else? I made some chocolate bunnies using a uh, colorful chocolate. I have like a bunny mold. So I added that to the mix. Um, I went to the honey bake ham store. I totally cheated for dinner and had them <laughs> hook us up with a ham. And then I made some macaroni and cheese and some roasted potatoes. So dinner was delicious. I also baked some cupcakes and they were delicious. So it was a really nice Easter. Um, especially because the year prior, we didn't do anything. Um, I did invite my newly vaccinated uh, in-laws over to join us for dinner and just chit-chatting and stuff. Um, I miss being able to do family stuff. Like the four of us do stuff, right? We're in the house, but we're so used to doing family with the big family. And that's not something we've done much of during the pandemic. Um, So I think that was probably like the highlight of the week. I did, highlight for me, I did go into Warby Parker and ordered me some sunglasses as I am a new eyeglass wearer. And now that the sun is popping out, like the weather has been nice, I need my glasses so I can see, but I'm squinting. Now, sis is used to some big old funky, nasty sunglasses. And so I had to find some of them, uh, which I did. Her name is Darcy. So (laughs) the name of my regular glasses is Louise. That's the name of the frame. And so I refer to Louise as if she is a person. She is not. And so I plan to do the same with Darcy when she arrives. Um, So these are like the 40 year old things in life that excite me at this stage. Um, Also, I have a wedding anniversary next week. Um, (laughs) So I think I've combined our wedding anniversary into two anniversaries for me so to speak. Um, So we are celebrating two and 17. Two years because we will have been married for two years, but 17 years because we've been together for 17 years. And I just can't act like we don't have all that skin in the game. So it will be a combined (laughs) celebration of our second wedding anniversary and uh, being together for 17 years. Um, Not solid on what that's going to look like, but Babe and I did toss around an idea. I, in my mind, I was really pre-disappointed, if you will, about spending it in the house again because we spent our first one in the house. And um, thanks to the pandemic, we didn't get a honeymoon. So at this point, I feel like we're going to be married five years and 20 years together before we actually get a honeymoon. 
Um, so I think we've settled out on something. I'll have to give you a recap on the next episode of the podcast. Maybe, or might be the one after that. Technically, our anniversary is the 19th, which is a Monday. So we'll celebrate over the weekend. So we shall see. Oh, you know what else I did? Friday night. I did a virtual toy party with my friends and we had so much fun. I've never attended a toy party in person, let alone virtual. But y'all, it was so much fun. Everybody came with a drink. And for your Zoom name, it had to be like a sexy, sultry name. It couldn't be anything basic. My name was Big Dick Energy because, well, that's how I roll. Um, And we had a good time. It made me feel like I was out with my girls, even though I was at home and we were all in our respective homes. Um, But it was was a lot of fun and I ordered me some things. Okay, anyway. Um, (laughs) So, ooh, I got another pair of sneakers. Uh, which I need to post to the gram. I haven't shared them. They're really funky. And at first I was on the fence like, oh, let me shoot my shot. I didn't think I was going to get them because the sneakers app is, ugh, it'd be haterating in my dancery. But um, I did end up getting them. And the more I looked at them, the more they grew on me. So I decided to keep them. At first I was considering getting and holding on to them for the flip. But Nope, jury is um, out and we have deliberated and we are going to keep them. So that is all for your Mimi update. Okay, let's get into your pop culture update. So this first one, you already know by now, this one's for the culture. Um, The culture indeed in the rap game and black people collectively and some others are mourning a loss of rapper DMX, um, who died from an alleged overdose at the age of 50. Um, it has been a dope outpouring of love and support on social media. And honestly, it had been that um, ever since he entered the hospital and we first heard about this overdose. Um, and there's no secret. We're all aware of his life and all that other stuff. Um, the good and the bad that comes with it. He was he definitely managed to be a messenger while while dealing with his own mess. Um, <laughs> to this day, and I grew up in church. I've never heard a person who can pray the way that DMX does. Like um, you couldn't help but be moved if you were a saint or if you were an ain't whatever. Um, like he had a way of bringing everyone together by his prayers. Um, no two were the same. They were all heartfelt, but um, you you felt something and you couldn't deny whatever that feeling was. So um, I think many of us, uh, especially, you know, me, were kind of hoping like, okay, he was going to turn it around and things were going to change and he was really going to pull through. Um, but clearly there were other plans and he did not. So... Um, I'm sure we will continue to hear more about him and his services and whatever that looks like. Um, I think your feelings are probably based on your age, right? I'm in my early 40s and I remember, matter of fact, my first concert, which was, I don't remember if it was 1998 or 99, but I remember going to, I think it was the MCI Center at the time here in D.C., and uh, my ex-husband and I went to see Rough Riders and Cash Money. And oh my God, like it was, the energy was crazy. Ray J opened up for them, <laughs> which I firmly remember. Um, Cash Money had like helicopters inside the arena. Like it was crazy. 
but both of them put on an amazing show and I was like damn like it was a bomb first experience I must say and then um, later on uh my forever husband (laughs) babe and I went to see um we went to the roots picnic in Philly this was like 2016 and DMX was there and y'all he put on a goddamn show he always just gave his all like he everything he had like he left it on the stage and this was long past his prime right like we old at this point we bodies don't look the same they don't feel the same they don't act the same at this point but he still gave us a show just like I remember him giving back in the day when he was you know new and eager to prove himself like the same level of effort um and it was dope. It was like, damn, like it took you back to that time. You know, music has a way of doing that. Reminds you of where you were, what you were doing, who you were with, what you were wearing, like all of that stuff. Um, so I shared some, I actually had bomb photos and babe took some too um, and videos from that event that I posted to the gram. Like he did all of the songs and we were rapping along to the top of our lungs, just like we were... Uh, young teens all over again so um like I said you know there will be more to come on that so swishing gears um versus took place on Easter Sunday y'all it was epic it was I think by far the best versus ever it was the old head one it was the Isley Brothers uh Isley Brothers versus Earth okay I can't talk the Isley Brothers versus Earth Wind and Fire I got my whole entire life. I watched the entire four-hour event. Um, it was legendary. I I was very much honored to body roll and two-step to all of the hits. Uh, I'm a fan of both. And I know all the words to both. So I was singing both. <laughs> um, and then Ron Isley broke the internet with this sexy gray beard, which might not have, I never thought Ron Isley was attractive. And so the fact that this gray beard that he is sporting, oh, it's a look and it works. But I know what's up under that beard, y'all. Um, I've always been a sucker for a good beard and I've always teased <laughs> babe like, oh, I can't wait till your beard turns gray. And he'd always say, you want me to be old? No, I just like the way it looks. Like, um, B.B. Winans has a beautiful gray beard. Like, they're just they're just some people. And I just feel like um, my father-in-law has a beard. And his is mostly gray. And it just looks nice. Like, I think it just does something for a man. So, I got to wait my time. <laughs> as there'd be quite some time. But it'll come. I just know it. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you tuned in. And what was nice, so ahead of that, they shared playlists for uh, both groups on a variety of platforms. So before it even happened, I had been just jamming to the playlist that they shared on title. I think they only had Earth, Wind & Fire on title. They didn't have the Isley Brothers. I should go back and see because typically after the verses, they would go back and put the songs from the battle on a playlist. So I need to see what I could see about that. Anyway, moving on. So, are you here for a house party reboot? Yes, I mean that house party, the kid and play house party. Well, ready or not, it sounds like we about to get one. So, LeBron James Production Company is developing house party. According to Deadline, this reboot, um, it'll be done by him and his good friend and business partner, Maverick Carter. 
and it's going to be a series. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I have feelings. <laughs> I think if done right, it could be dope. So they are reportedly in negotiations with like the leading stars and that um, they've partnered with uh, some of the gentlemen who are who wrote for the series show Atlanta. So um, I didn't watch it, but my, my husband loved that show. So those are dope writers. They're Emmy Award winning writers, no less. So um, the plan is to recapture the magic of the original movie or movies. Shoot. <laughs> so they're looking to cast rising stars, which I like. I like that a whole lot. Sometimes it's a bit redundant to see the same faces. And I think this is a dope opportunity to give an artist um, that's up and coming. So um so far, they have been in some sort of negotiations with George Liddyborg Jr. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. But um, if you have seen the movie uh, Bumblebee, the 2018 version uh, of Bumblebee, he was the black kid in it. He had like a little fro and was always on his bicycle. Um, he was also in Spider-Man Far From Home. And then um, so they would get him to play kid, which I could see that. And then Tosin Cole to play play um i didn't know who he was he's a british american actor um and he was in doctor who but i've never seen that so at least so far those are the names that have been tossed out there to play the coveted roles um and visually both of them are a good fit so um reportedly that their team has gone through like a ton of auditions and now they're looking to find the female counterparts which is so critical i need them to put the same kind of energy into finding the perfect kid and the perfect play to fill those slots like hair dance moves like ooh, yeah I'm, i can't wait to see who they come up with though i mean obviously they'll be newcomers so we might not really know who they are but i'm looking forward to so um, hopefully we'll hear more as they get a little closer. I have no idea when this is supposed to come out, but I'm excited about the possibilities. All right. So if this person was still alive, first of all, he'd be too stank to do a versus, but he would be bomb. So Prince has some new music. Y'all want some new Prince music? I think it might be able to work. So a new Prince album is going to release on July 30th. It's featuring some never before heard songs. Um, obviously songs he recorded before his death. Um, the album is titled Welcome to America. Hmm. I did listen to a couple of songs. So I watched a video. Um, so this was from CBS this morning and they had, um, the host or the, one of the reporters from 60 Minutes do a first listen to some of the tracks and they were, you know, my head was bopping, my foot was tapping. So, but you can't go wrong with Prince. Um, so I think it's kind of dope that at least they are giving us what's left. I don't know if it's all of what's left, but um, a chance to hear some new music from Prince, which I don't know. I feel like it's a double-edged sword because you love the music that you already know for Prince. And now that he's gone, it's probably, you know, you like it even more. But I don't know if you want new music. I don't know. Report back. Shout me a holla. Hashtag Mimi said what and let me know what you think. All right. So. The Shy is returning next month. I watched the trailer. It's out, y'all. And damn it, man, we are in for another ride. 
Um, we already talked about some new faces that are coming and they didn't added more faces. So this time they've added some Chi-Town natives. The brat is coming to the new season and Vic Mensa. I don't know much about him. I know some of his jams, but I definitely didn't know he was from Chicago. I knew that the brat was, um, but they're going to join season four along with Tabitha Brown and they will have recurring roles. Like I said, the trailer had me like, wait, what? Huh? Like, mm, it's a lot. So the shy returns May 23rd and I cannot wait. All right. So there is a new movie out um, called Lust, uh, a seven deadly sins story. It stars Carrie Hilson and Tank. Yes, the singer Tank. They be getting all hot and sweaty and nasty too. I saw some of the clips. Anyway, <laughs> so they describe it as a cautionary tale wrapped in a spicy, lusty story with twists and turns. Um, it's a Lifetime original movie and clearly there is a bit more going on than what we think or what we might think or what we used to. So um, it premiered yesterday on Saturday at 8 p.m. I have yet to watch. I did um, set the DVR though. So I will check it out and we'll talk about it on next week. So Tyler Perry. We love Tyler Perry. He is always putting on for his people. He's richer than rich and he just getting a little more richer. So he has teamed up with Showtime for a Medea drama. Now, remember, he said he was going to retire Medea. And maybe he just meant in the traditional sense of the way he was playing her. I don't know. Maybe when Showtime calls, you answer the phone. But I'm going to say, um, I don't watch most of the Medea movies. I check this out a little bit because it's a drama. I'm curious. But either way, Tyler Perry, get your money. Um, I feel like this is this is a really dope collaboration for him he he is definitely a movement by himself without question but um maybe they'll just be a bigger force all right so this is a random one so linkedin yes the career driven social media platform has added some new job titles i didn't even know that they didn't have these job titles i understand why people care I don't because they don't apply to me, but I get why one would be like, why don't y'all have this? So they are adding stay at home mom and stay at home dad as a job title. Um, Like I said, I didn't know that it wasn't a job title, obviously, because it's not one that I hold. Um, but if you did, I understand your befuddlement when you go to look and you're like, but, but where is it? So. Now they're making it easier for parents and caregivers to describe their employment because um, you working, you working, working <laughs> as a stay at home mom and or dad or a caregiver, you working, you got to be the teacher, the cook, the chauffeur, the doctor, the nutritionist, the housekeeper, the referee, the chef, the judge, the jury, the prosecution, uh, your life coach, your, um, what else you got to do? You got to entertain these kids, uh, crisis management, negotiations, sanitation management, all of that stuff. Like, did I say taxi or Uber? I don't know. If not, add that to the list too. But you do every goddamn thing for these kids. And so I get it. You need to have the appropriate title. 
it will be a little hard to try and list out all those things for one position. So if you fall in those categories and you were wondering why the hell they didn't have your title, now they do. All right, so, ooh, I'm super excited about this one. So we talked about Amanda Gorman when she rocked the presidential um, uh, inauguration earlier this year. And we gave her her roses immediately, but they are still coming in. Sis is on the May cover of Vogue. You better do it, Amanda. Not only is she on one, Sis got two covers. There are two different covers for the May Vogue, and they both solely contain her. Um, Obviously, uh, she's a poet. Y'all should know that by now. But she's the first ever poet to be on the cover of Vogue. Um, in one of her looks, she's wearing like this Louis Vuitton blanket as a dress. Um, it's dope. It was done by Vogue's first black artistic director. Oh, y'all know how I feel about the first blacks to do stuff. Um, but I love it. She looked stunning. She had her regular natural hair, her twist that she was rocking. She didn't allow them to make her into something else. She kept the look that she likes. And I love that. Um, She has turned down, reportedly, she has turned down $17 million in deals. I believe that because folk come running out the the woodwork. And if you don't know who you are and you aren't rooted in your purpose and your passion, it's easy to say yes to all these things because that's a nice coin. That's a real nice coin. Um... But sis was like, nah, I'm good. I only want to do the stuff that I'm truly passionate about, the things that hold true to me. And I support that. Listen, this is how she came to be who she is and has been doing what she's been doing way longer um, than we knew about. And that she's been so successful because she knows who she is. Kudos to her parents because they did a bomb job. Sis is still getting it. Um... I pre-ordered my book when she came out. And so, um, yeah, I'm waiting for that. I think it comes in the fall. I think September is the release date. So we still have some time. Um, All right. So Amazon Prime dropped some new, new. We talked about it on a previous episode. So the series is called Them. And it is a Lena Waithe project. Y'all know (laughs) Lena wait this is my boo all right whatever so it came out on Friday and people are talking about it already for some reason I thought it was a movie but it's a series and I didn't realize until last night night I was scrolling a book and somebody was like oh I'm on episode two and I was like huh so I told y'all I might watch it through my fingertips under the covers while curled up under bed because I don't do scary shit so the premise is a black family moves from North Carolina to an all-white L.A. neighborhood in 1953, hello, racist as fuck, where their idyllic home becomes ground zero. Y'all, so I watched the trailer. So the whites feel intimidated by the new blacks in the neighborhood. And so they decide that they are going to wage war on them as an effort to run them out of the neighborhood. (sighs) Whatevs. So it's a 10 episode horror drama like situation. And the episodes range from 33 minutes to 55 minutes, which was interesting to me that they were not all the same. So I got to do Babe's hair tonight. So he said, we'll start watching it. So I'll report back next week. We should have finished them by then. We'll see. He doesn't watch TV as aggressively as I do. All right. Queen Sugar. Still rolling on, but they've added some new 
castmates. So Paula Jai Parker, who um, she ain't, she ain't new to the game. She was in the old black movies back in the day. I can't remember one off the top of my head, but she was. And then Tammy Townsend is going to be a series regular. Um, I had to look her up. I didn't know her name, but I knew her face. She was, she's also, if you have kids, she's the mom in Casey Undercover, which is a, I don't know what network that comes on, but it stars Zendaya um, is Casey and her dad is Kadeem Hardison um, in the show. And then um, Marquise Rodriguez and another one I did not know. So he was in When They See Us. Um, he was Raymond Santana. If you've seen that, then you might recognize or at least recall. Um, and then McKinley Freeman, who I also didn't know who that was, but um, he was in Hit the Floor, which was a TV series that I've also never seen. So um, I like the, the existing people. So I'll have to see how they weave in these new people into the storyline and what they are um, all about. See what kind of uh, entanglement they'll have with the borderline family um what else came out Ooh, netflix so netflix has a new movie which i feel like i just heard about like the other day but i'm so going to watch it so it's called thunder force and it stars melissa mccarthy and octavia spencer which i would not have put together um but i generally enjoy the things that i see from melissa mccarthy so uh, they are two childhood best friends and they reunite as an unlikely crime-fighting superhero duo when one invents a formula that gives ordinary people superpowers. It sounds real crazy, but it should be funny. Um, that just came out on Friday, so I will watch that and then report back. Um, what else? Lastly, Mortal Kombat. Do y'all still watch Mortal Kombat? When I hear Mortal Kombat, I think about back in the day. Like, it was hugely popular and for all I know, it still could be. I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, a new movie coming out um, real soon on April 23rd. It'll be in theaters, if that's your judge. Um, and if not, it'll just be on HBO Max. Honestly, even if you like the theaters, HBO Max, if you got it, then you already paid for it. Um, so... <laughs> As always, when a movie comes out on HBO Max and in theaters, it's only available for like the first 31 days and then you got to pay for it. So um, an MMA fighter, Cole Young, seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of the outworld in a high stakes battle for the universe. I won't be watching, but it definitely sounds like something that my teenager is into. So I'll ask him about it, see if he knows about it. He might check it out. If he does, I'll at least find out um, like what his thoughts were and then I can share them with you. So that's it for your pop culture update. That was a lot. Okay, so let's talk about what Mimi is watching. I feel like I only watched a handful of things this week. So Babe and I have been watching the Black Ink Confessions, which have actually been pretty entertaining. So what they did was they brought back various cast members from all of the Black Ink shows. So Black Ink Compton, the regular Black Ink, and then NIMAG. They're sharing like never before seen content. And then they're also just giving us a little more backstory on some situations that we actually saw play out. So um, it's been a nice way to kind of lead up to the new season of Black Ink, which comes out soon. Um, what else did I watch? Ugh. 
I watched Station 19, which was okay. We finally know all the details of the death of Travis's husband and all of that. And so that's continuing to play out in the episodes. I watched Grey's Anatomy, even though I had an attitude, but Maggie got engaged and that part was super, super exciting. I am so happy for her. Um, She deserves it. Like she so deserves it. And her fiance um, is a cutie pie and he's so good for her. And I'm happy for the both of them for sure. And then I also watched Unsung. So I told y'all Unsung and Uncensored are both back. And last week was like the gospel edition. <laughs> so if the, the unsung was Hezekiah Walker, which um, I love me some Hezekiah Walker. He falls in that old school gospel for me. Um, like when Kirk Franklin first started, he and Hezekiah were out about the same time and I fell in love with their music. So it was nice to hear some of my old gospel favorites that they played in the episode. Um, he's another person where I didn't know much of anything about his backstory and his life. This is why I love Uncensored and Unsung because you get to learn about the artist and the person they are behind their talent. So... Um, he had some stuff. He came from the streets. Uh, one of the dope things about Hezekiah is he's always dressed like he was an around away dude. He always has his jeans on and stuff like that. And that was appealing to, um, other non-gospel likes because they're like, oh, I could trust him. I could rock with him. He looks like me. Like he's talking about the Lord, but you know, I'm with it. So um, one of the favorite stories that I like that they shared was uh, about his family. So he and his wife, they have a daughter uh, and they ended up getting divorced. So their marriage did not survive like the fame and the stuff that they had going on. He was definitely, you know, more into work than into home. But Years later, they came back and they like healed individually from their relationship. And now they're like the best of friends. Like it was really, the word crazy is what comes to mind, but it's not crazy. It's healthy. It's mature. So big and so mature um, that they were able to sort out the things that did not work for them, but they still like each other as people. And so now they're like the best of friends and they just talked about how often they talk and stuff like that. And I think that is dope for so many reasons, but especially for their daughter, like to see that, okay, my parents aren't together, but they cool. They can kick it. They can be friends. They've sorted out, you know, the whatever's that went on in their marriage that didn't work. And now they are all in a good place. So I love that they shared that part of the story. And then on Uncensored was Donnie McClurklin. Uh, he's got some cuts. I sound like an old lady. <laughs> he's got some jams that I also love. Um, and again, I didn't know. I knew a little more about his story than I did about Hezekiah Walker, just because some of it has played out in the news. But I didn't know he's not a trained pianist or singer or anything. He just has some God-given talents. Uh, what was interesting to me was he said he didn't graduate. He did not graduate high school because he was being bullied. Now. You have to be being, you have to be bullied a lot to not to graduate high school, right? It ain't just like, oh, this happened a few times. Like it had to be bad. So here's what he shared, which also I didn't even notice. So he said the kids will bully him for his webbed hands and feet. 
Now, I imagine your hands, you see all the time, feet, not so much. So what he meant is, if you hold up your hand, the webs between his fingers come up to like the middle of some of his fingers, whereas the webbing in our fingers are low down towards your palm area. And he said, oh my God, my heart was breaking for him that sometimes the kids would take his two fingers and try and split them apart. Can you imagine? You would literally have to break his fingers and like rip his skin because the webbing. So imagine that the web between your fingers goes up to like your knuckles. Kids are fucking cruel sometimes. So cruel. Like that was awful. Um, But it was just too much for him. And so... I guess he just quit going to school and that's why he did not graduate. So he shared that, but (laughs) look at him now. (laughs) Um, And then he shared, um, oh my God, he shared this funny story about his mom. (laughs) Oh my God. So um, I think he had, oh, his teacher, he came home and told his mother that the teacher had punched him and called him a nigger. Sis was like, oh, hell no. So she goes up to the school. Now, this woman is big and pregnant. I think Donnie's like one of 10 kids. She is big and pregnant. And Donnie says she goes to the teacher and asks him, did you punch my kid in his side and call him a nigger? And the teacher confirmed it. She punched the shit out of this man with her wedding ring. (laughs) Can you imagine this big, black, pregnant woman punching the shit out of this man? (laughs) I was thoroughly amused. But pregnant or not, you don't come for a mom's babies because she will attack. And that is exactly, (laughs) exactly what she did. Um, So, yeah. uh, One of the other things I like that Donnie shared was that... um, He didn't have like the best relationship with his father growing up, but he mended it as he got older. And then he took his dad in and they kind of started doing stuff together. And I thought that was really, really sweet. Um, (laughs) It actually kind of feeds into our main topic, but we'll get there next. So that is it for what Mimi is watching. I'm going to do better next week. I promise. All right. Okay. So... (laughs) I'm going to title this Resolving Childhood Trauma. That's what we are going to talk about. Um, So this is me sharing a story and my experiences. I don't consider this telling my business one because I think that's stupid. (laughs) But I felt compelled to share this story with you because it has it just like keeps keeps coming up. So um. Easter Sunday, I got a phone call from my mother in a nine o'clock hour. Now, everybody knows that I'm not awake at that time. So don't call me. My mother included, right? So the fact that she called already told me that something had to be up. But I think I was so tired that I didn't even, like that wasn't even my first thought. So I said, hey, ma, what's up? And she was chipper, chipper as hell. My mother's not a grumpy person, but she is not chipper as fuck. (laughs) So that was a good indication that something was off. So she's like, good hippity hop morning. What, Claudette? My mother's name is Claudette. (laughs) And I'm just like, 
mom, what are you saying? Like, my mother does not speak this way. <laughs> and if y'all know my mother, then you know this is the exact opposite of who Claudette is. My mother is very conservative and all of that. So I was confused by her statement and her excessive cheeriness. So she went on to say that my dad was okay, but he had a stroke. Now, we're going to put a pin in this story. Uh, and I'm going to give you some backstory so that the rest of the story makes sense to you. You with me? All right, you should be. All right, let's go. So um, for 36 years of my life, I would say that I had daddy issues. I am now 41 on the cusp of 42. So um, my dad lived in the same state as me for seven years. I grew up in the Bronx. My dad lived in the Bronx too. Um, we did not live together. As I don't, I was too young. I think my parents broke up when I was like two or something. So I have no recollection of them living together. But at that point, when I was like seven or so, we all lived in the Bronx. My dad lived with his wife and my little brother and little sister. And then I lived with my mom and my sister. Okay, good. So then around seven or eight, I think we moved away. We came to the DC area. So um, from that point, inserts, empty promises, and a vicious cycle of I'm coming to visit you. Um, I get all excited. I pack a bag. I'm dressed. I'm waiting. And he not showing up. My mother having to convince me to take my shoes off and just lay down. And she was just like, I'll wake you up when he gets here. Okay, he never came. Now, all my life, I've always known where my father is. My father has always known where I was. And my mother is indeed one of those people who never said a negative thing about my father to me. Matter of fact, she was so encouraging <laughs> that that shit pissed me off because I could not understand why she wanted us to have a relationship so bad when in my mind, I didn't deem like he was worthy of a relationship, right? So, um... My children began to ask about my dad. And I, for years, if someone asked me about my dad, I would tell them that my dad died. I would say he died in a war. Literally any war. You could pick a war. I never specify. But in my childlike mind, where I first concocted this reason, is that it was more honorable to say that he at least died serving the country than just the fact that he decided to just not parent me. So for a long time, I went with that. And then my son would ask questions about my dad, very few and far between. But then my daughter came along and she is relentless. Ugh, I think she takes after her mother. Anyway, I needed to quiet the questions that she had about her grandfather that she knew nothing about. Now, my kids have an amazing relationship with my father-in-law. So they have an amazing grandfather, but she wanted to know about my dad. So... Uh, God has a funny way of delivering a message to us. So I decided that on June 18th of 2016, we were going to take a trip. That also happened to be the day that my grandmother turned 90, my dad's mom. So that means it had been 11 years since I last saw my dad or my grandmother. Okay. Every once in a while, my grandmother would call. I really didn't answer. For the most part, my mom would be like, hey, I talked to your grandma or your dad today. Everybody's good. Or she'd give me an update on what's going on, that kind of thing. So 
I decided that we were going to go and that I was just going to have a good time. I wasn't going to overthink it or anything. Now, whenever I would see my grandmother and my dad, I had a good time. They are regular people. (laughs) Um, And so the crazy thing is, as absent of a parent as my dad is, um, my dad is literally the most loving person you could ever meet. It's obnoxious. how loving of a person he is he if he saw you on the side of the road car broke down or whatever he's the kind of person who would stop he'd literally give you the shirt off his back he'd fix your car with his bare hands he'd make sure you had groceries and you were okay like he's that person so I always enjoyed the visits but it was always me you know having to go now prior to the 11 year visit I think I kind of only went for funerals so my uncle died. I think I was like a teenager. I went, so which means I saw my dad. And then my other uncle died when I was pregnant with Nasir. So I was 24, 25. So we going, we arrived and everyone, you know, was thrilled to see us. We caught up on the last 11 years and we laughed and joked. I always eat good. My aunts and my grandmother came throw down in the kitchen. So we had a good visit. And the kids got to meet, you know, a side of the family that they never knew. So um, it was it was all good. It felt good. Um, it felt good to me to give my kids that moment so that they could meet their grand their other grandfather that they didn't know. Um, and so I I had a talk with my kids before we went just about, you know, some parents are amazing and some aren't so amazing at parenting. And I got one that just was not so amazing at parenting. Like that was the extent of how I described it to them. So um, <laughs> on a Tuesday night at 11.20 p.m., I had like this breakthrough and I needed that I needed for like the past 36 years at the time. Um, I let out literally 36 years of resentment and heard and... I think I cried so hard. My nose was stopped up. I had to breathe out of my mouth and I ended up with like a killer headache. So (laughs) despite all of that, I really felt like a load had been lifted off of my shoulders. So this girl that I knew, her name was Diana. She had a book and she put out a book and shared some of her uh, troubled relationships, you know, with her parent. And it like hit home for me. And that was what started all of the tears and all of that. But it made me realize something very simple, honestly, that I swear we hear all the time, but we don't take it in. So um, and that is that hurt people hurt people and that I couldn't continue to punish him for that because I was also punishing myself. So I decided that I was just going to meet him where he was. Like I say, he's a loving person, but he's just not capable of loving me the way that I wanted to be loved and the way that I needed to be loved. And that's okay. Like, uh, especially because I'm a child. Um, I mean, obviously I'm a child teaching my parent a lesson, a life lesson, but I'm also a parent with my children looking up to me. So, um, I will say whenever I would see my dad, he'd always tell me he loved me. I never questioned his love for me. And he always told me he was proud of me. But I just didn't understand why he never 
moved beyond like the conversational, I love you, I'm proud of you. I didn't understand why I had to come to him and he couldn't come to me. So uh, for years, I wondered why. Like, why didn't you have a role in my life? Why wasn't I good enough to be loved or, you know, to love in that way? Um, I'm amazing. I'm a dope ass black woman. Like I do dope shit and I have been for a long time. All right. So that was the backstory. That was a lot. I'm sure. So back to the phone call. So mom tells me he has a stroke, but he's okay. She ran down like the chain of events told me how it happened and all this other stuff. And then she was like, well, I'll text you the phone number to him in a hospital and you can give him a call. So I was like, okay. So I now know that she called him and talked to him before she called me. She said she needed the peace to hear for herself that he was okay before she called to tell me he was okay. So y'all, <laughs> this where shit get real tricky and off the table. So I immediately hang up the phone after talking to my mom. I yanked the covers over my head and I cried like a goddamn baby. Like, like, cried, cried. To the point my husband was up getting dressed at the time. And he just like, he comes and lays on top of me. Mind you, I have the covers over my head. He has no idea what is going on. He just knows that his wife is crying like somebody died and he don't know who, what, when, where, or why. So I eventually got myself together a little bit and, you know, began to explain to him what was happening. Now, even though I've decided to meet my dad where he was, right, I had always had a plan that if something happened to him, I was not going to to care. Like, I'd let my grandmother, who is now, she'll be 95 in June, (laughs) I'd let her take care of it or my aunts would take care of it, right, his two sisters, All I knew is that I was going to have zero parts in it and I wouldn't care. Yet, here I was, crying my motherfucking eyes out over a man that I said I would not care about. So, it's a whole lot going on in that moment, right? I'm worried about him. I'm mad at myself for caring. I always said that I wasn't, right? I'm supposed to, you know, let my grandmother my aunts take care of it. So, why am I a shit mess over finding this information out also y'all I really hate crying I'm not a person that really cries so add into the mix of my crying and this dramatic crying and my feelings and all of this stuff is happening at one time um (laughs) I'm so thankful for my husband (laughs) I'm so so thankful for him like He had to talk me off the ledge. Obviously, I wasn't on a real ledge, but sis, I was on a ledge of life. (laughs) Um, Like I was just really struggling with all of these emotions and the fact I was mad at myself because I cared because I said I wasn't going to care. Like it was a whole lot happening. So he and I had a great conversation about it. And then I ended up having another amazing conversation with one of my best friends, Shanice. And... I think it was almost like a breakthrough for both of us. So she and I were just, we were talking about my dad thing and just talking about um, our dads in general. So I grew up, you know, knowing her dad. We've been friends since the fourth grade. Um, And I was telling her how my plan immediately went out the door. 
like I was laughing y'all because it was funny in hindsight it sounds real foolish and crazy but it was still fresh so I had like tears rolling down my face I was a mess and if you know me you probably know that you ain't never seen me cry so um in the moment though I felt like a car this was the analogy that I gave her so stay with me I know it's weird so imagine you like you balling down a highway right you cruising, we'll say like a comfortable 70 miles per hour. And the light on the dashboard comes on. And then think about how that would make you feel, right? Like you worry, like shit, my light came on. Like what's up with that, right? So then the tire pressure light comes on, right? And it's like, oh, your tire pressure is low. Now you don't know what tire, you just know all of a sudden this light is on, right? Then your oil light comes on. And it's like, oh, no, you need to check your oil. And you're like, damn, I didn't think it was time to check my oil, right? You still cruising at 70. Now you got two lights on. So then your check engine light comes on. And you're like, damn, like my shit needs servicing. So you worry, right? You freaking out like, what happened? How did we get here? That is legit how I was feeling in the moment as my mother is telling me that my dad had a stroke. And how I subsequently came to this whole ass bag of tears. So my adult understanding is that my dad didn't have in him to give me what I needed, right? So he has his own childhood traumas that prevent him from being fully available to me as a parent in a way that I needed him. Now, I get that. I understand that like 100%. But in the moment... I couldn't reconcile my adult understanding with my own childhood trauma and him not ever showing up for me. But here I am showing up for him, right? Now, couple that with my present worry and caring about him and all of that. So I needed someone to pick a leader and just be in charge. I was not in charge. (laughs) Like I was completely unraveling at the seams and this was not the plan. So on top of all of this going on, I had to be a big sister. So I have a brother and sister on my dad's side. Any of you who know me, (laughs) at least virtually, probably don't know that I have a brother and a sister as I've never posted about them. They're not a secret or anything, but um, I think I've only seen them a handful of times in my adult life. Like I don't have pictures to share and stuff like that. Now, when we were children, when we all lived in the Bronx, I had a very close relationship with them and everything. We've always known who each other are. I'm the oldest. Um, So as I called my dad and I talked to him and I was like, you know, asking him, had he talked to my brother? And he's like, no. So I said, well, I'll send him a message and let him know. So I'm still wrestling with my own feelings, but now I got to be big sister to my brother and let him know. Um, yeah. (laughs) Now, it didn't help that the night before, I was up till 2.30 in the morning. I don't know, remember what I was watching on TV, but I was exhausted. Like, I didn't get a full eight hours worth of sleep before my mother called or anything. Now, also, don't forget, it's Easter. I had Easter plans. I had shit I needed to do. And my mind, when I got in bed, I I was like, oh, I'm going to give me some sleep. I'm going to wake up. I have all these things to do. Yeah, all of that shit went out of the window. So needless to say, (laughs) I need to find me a new therapist so I can unpack all of this in a healthy way. Um, It was crazy that in that moment, it's like I turned into an eight-year-old child again and I don't ever want that to happen. So 
while I want him to remain in good health, and I'm thankful that this is what I call a dress rehearsal, right? It was not the big show. He's alive. Um, but if it was, I would not have been able to deal. So I'm thankful for grace in that kind of way and that I have time. Not all of us are fortunate enough to have time. Um, so my advice to you is to resolve whatever is within you in a healthy way so that you don't end up in the position that I was or even worse, right? If it's the big show and you don't have a chance to do over. Now, I don't mean like whatever odd feelings you have with someone that you need to just go and repair that. That's not what I mean. You should be healthy and sometimes boundaries and distance is is the healthiest way to go. But I would say talk to a therapist um, to resolve whatever you may have unresolved, especially childhood trauma. So um, it's not an easy thing. It's definitely a breakdown before there's a breakthrough. Um, I've, I have experienced therapy, and so I do know that to be true. But stress makes us old. It makes us look old. And they say black don't crack. In large part, it don't. But sometimes it do. And you know what it looks like when it doesn't. And then sometimes we're carrying around things that you feel like you've addressed. Like me. Like I was like, oh, I'm good. I had come to terms. You know, it has been some years since I had this reckoning with myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> not quite. Um, it didn't work out that way. So I am happy to report that my dad is doing well. He spent a couple of nights in a hospital and he's at home. And I'm actually going to go see him this week. My mom and I are going to go take a road trip so I can lay eyes on him. And I'm excited about that. But y'all, here's my worry. Because y'all know I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. I'm so worried that I'm going to see him and bust out in tears. (laughs) I was telling my husband this. Like, I have so much anxiety about that. And so my husband's like, okay, so what if you do? I didn't have an answer other than I don't like crying. I don't like vulnerability. I don't like emotions. Like I don't like all of that stuff. But obviously there are times that you can't control it. So I think my anxiety is that I would not be able to control it, which all sounds like a whole lot. (laughs) It all sounds like a whole lot. So um, it will bring me great peace to just see him and know he's well. Um, He sounds like himself. Um, he did have some sloping of the jaw, jaw, which is typical with stroke patients, but that's gone. Um, I think that would have hurt me more if I had seen him and he still had all of that going on. So, yeah. Um, so I got some time and so I need to get me a new plan. (laughs) I need to work on some healing of my childhood trauma and resolving, uh, the lingering daddy issues that still exist, but I I shared this story with a couple of my girlfriends because my week was just off, like just off because of all of that. Matter of fact, I took a day off work and I was, <laughs> I sent my director an email. I'm always, I'm honest with everybody, but I sent her an email and I was like, so my dad had a stroke. He's okay. I'm not, I need a day off. <laughs> like I'm, I'm good about my mental health in that way. And I'm thankful that I'm aware of these things, right? So I just shared all these things with you. So obviously I'm clearly in my right mind. And I have at least come to a place where I can own those things. And I think that's growth and that's healthy. 
but now I need to take the next step. So um, like I said, I had shared this with my friends, but it was just like really on my heart to share. So I hope that you are able to find peace in your life and the way that you need it. Um, and peace is an instant. And sometimes you have to come, you have to get your healing on your own. Um, I'll never sit down and have a conversation with my dad about these issues because I don't, I would be even more crushed and disappointed if he was incapable of showing up to that conversation in a way that I need. So I'm just going to unpack it in therapy and go that route. You unpack your stuff the way that you choose to in manners of which that are healthy for you. Um, But yeah, do work it out. Even if it's just for you. Sometimes us forgiving people or letting go of things, it seems like you're letting somebody else off the hook. No, you're letting yourself off the hook. You're giving yourself permission to be happy 100% of the time, to be happy without putting an asterisk and a footnote under your happiness. And that is always okay. So that's it. That's all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. Thank you for listening, for subscribing, and for sharing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I appreciate you all. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties.